Hello and welcome to Science Tech Africa on Channel Africa, the African Perspective, and broadcasting from Johannesburg in South Africa. You can find us in Southern Africa, DSTV, Audio Bouquet, Channel 802, and stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. And do drop us messages on WhatsApp on plus 2776-300-3327. On the show, we talk about science and technology stories in relation to Africa. We talk about what's happening in the world of social media and mobile technology in relation to Africa. My name is Nombui Selo Tango and you are tuned to Science Tech Africa on Channel Africa, the African Perspective. Welcome to the show. In today's program, we are looking at why South African Revenue Service should be more clear on tax compliance for cryptocurrencies. Then we look at Vodacom, which recently launched a new Nokia to connect those with specific needs to a more inclusive digital society. We also look at what power does to the tech industry in South Africa in order to help the economy recover. Lastly, we look at Abela App, which is a mobile many startup bringing change to a dire banking sector for more on this stay tuned to channel africa the african perspective please like our facebook page channel africa and do follow us on twitter at science tech underscore one and engage with us and do comment on the program It has been more than three years since the South African Revenue Service, also known as SARS, made media statement on cryptocurrencies. In the statement, SARS said that it would apply normal income tax rules to cryptocurrencies when assessing whether a gain is revenue or capital in nature, and those crypto assets are not seen as currencies for income tax purposes. Tertius Truce, tax manager at Mazas in South Africa, spoke to Channel Africa's Pasega Makafola on further guidance from the revenue service that has been scarce and crypto traders, especially those that have no financial or tax background, often turn to fellow traders on social media platforms for advice. This is what he had to say. One of the points that I've raised is the, is, is the fact that Many taxpayers have, don't have uh, exact understanding or let's, when it comes to cryptocurrencies um, of how the taxation works. And for that reason, I, I believe that uh, the Revenue Authority SARS should, should be providing more guidance to taxpayers in order for them to understand exactly um, how they should be declaring their income. And in that way, um, it, it, it would actually assist, assist taxpayers. And therefore, I think... Instead of, of trying to, to penalize and, like I say, giving taxpayers more stick, maybe just give them a bit more carrot and say, yeah, guys, this is the exact point. This is what, how you should be declaring your, your crypto gains. And, and, for, and, and, and in that case, um, you, you get more compliant taxpayers. On your next point, again, you talk about how SARS views crypto investments and tax rules for crypto. Please talk us through that. Yes. So about... Just more than three years ago, uh, SARS released a media statement in which they made it clear that cryptocurrencies is not a currency as we define it in the Income Tax Act. 
but it's actually an, an, an asset of intangible nature. And in that case, they said they would, they would apply what they call the normal income tax rules. Now, as I've pointed out, uh, not all taxpayers are aware of what are these normal income tax rules, but it pretty much comes down to that. If you invest in this type of asset for the long term and long term capital appreciation, when you eventually dispose of it, then the gain should be subject to capital gains tax. But if you are trading in it and that's, you, you make short term trades or you don't, you, you, you hold the asset in the pursuit of making a, a profit, a short term profit, that would be taxed at your income tax rates. And those tax rates are, are, are very different. They also made it clear that there are other forms of earning cryptocurrencies, for example, mining and, and so forth. But, uh, but, and, and in that case, you would, you would be a trader. But it, it's these rules that SARS made clear about three years ago. Just tell us about Mazas. Obviously, it's an internationally integrated partnership, you know, that's specializing in, just to mention few, tax and advisory service. Where do you come in? Yes, we originally audit firm that uh, started off in France. It's been expanded globally and we're in more than 90 countries worldwide. Um, we, we specialize, as, as, as I pointed out, in audit and in tax advisory, also in corporate finance and a number of other sectors. Uh, we, uh, we, we've, we've now also recently, with, under the guidance of Vian Ulifir, we've been able to also have a cryptocurrency type of desk. And he, he actually specializes and is our cryptocurrency lead. And that's how I've been assisting and also getting in, into it from a tax side and seeing how, how, we can, how we can just get to grips with the crypto, taxation of cryptocurrencies. Any advice for taxpayers who invest in crypto? Yes, it's, it's, it's something that we, that we often say is that if, if you're investing in cryptocurrencies, it's best to get proper advice just to understand exactly what you're dealing with when it comes from a tax perspective. Um, in, in addition, it, it, if, if, if you have made crypto investments and crypto and, and disposed of it, and you haven't declared it to SARS, I would, just, I would highly recommend that you approach someone to assist you in regularizing your affairs, either through the voluntary disclosure program or by other means. Uh, it just it will really assist uh, taxpayers in, 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 in not having penalties raised on their assessments. And if SARS were to find out, there are also the, um, the chances of criminal and, and, and action against, against the taxpayer. Tashas, any message that you'd love to share with the listeners out there in terms of going forward? Yes, I think going forward, we, we, we are still busy um, in talks with, 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 with Treasury and SARS seeing if we can just get better clarity on, on, on the situation on the ground and seeing whether they are, are willing to, to, to provide some form of interpretation note in order to, to, to showcase um, the current taxation of cryptocurrencies. I think the, the, the biggest issue we see is that there's exponential change in this market and it's growing faster than SARS could ever have thought with different services coming out of the cryptocurrency um, environment. So I think it's important that that SARS provides some form of clarity and and that, that will really assist taxpayers. Tashas, just to you know, give uh, listeners uh, a website where they can get hold of such information or, or your social media accounts in order for them to get access to such information. Yes, so Mazars is 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 is, is, is www.mazars.co.za. Um, if listeners have any uh, specific questions, they can they can just uh, fill in the online form and we'll try to address them as quickly as possible. Otherwise, they can definitely follow us on our social media accounts. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we often post relevant articles 
on, on specific topical issues, for example, cryptocurrencies. That was Tetius Trust, tax manager at Mozos in South Africa, speaking to Pasega Makafula on why South African revenue services should be more clear on tax compliance for cryptocurrencies. It is a tough clash between Africa 11 and World 11. Africa has the possession. Bafana Bafana. Great pass to the Mambas of Mars. Then to the Crocodiles. Black Stars in the middle of the park. Plays it to the right flank. Let's see if Arambe Stars can play across. Beautiful pass to Chipolo Polo. Africa wins a free kick in a superb scoring position. Super Eagles. Warriors of Zim. Uganda Crane standing together. Red Devils of Egypt in the mix. He takes a shot. 1-0. Africa is leading. This is Africa at Play with sport from an African perspective. Live every Saturday and Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. Central African time on DSTV Audio Bouquet, Channel 802 or stream live on channelafrica.co.za Africa at Play. If you've just tuned in, you are listening to Science Tech Africa on Channel Africa, the African Perspective, broadcasting from Johannesburg in South Africa. Stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. And don't forget that you can also find us on Southern Africa DSTV Audio Bouquet, Channel 802. Like our page on Facebook, Channel Africa. And do follow us on Twitter at Science take underscore one and drop us messages on whatsapp on plus two seven seven six three hundred three three two seven my name is nombui selo tango in celebration of Global Accessibility Awareness Day, observed on the 20th of May, Vodacom has launched the Nokia 2720, a smartphone designed to provide greater access for senior citizens, people living with disabilities and those who experience other communication barriers. This 4G-enabled device is the first of its kind, Nokia Flip device created for the special needs market. To hear more on the story, we are joined on the line by George Mendes, Chief Officer of Vodacom Consumer Business, speaking to the producer Paseka Makafola on the newly launched Nokia 2720 smartphone. Thank you so much, George, for the opportunity to talk to us about uh, the new Nokia 2720 and a very warm welcome to the show, Science Tech Africa here on Channel Africa from the African Perspective. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Lovely to be here. Judge, recently, uh, you know, Vodacom has launched the new Nokia 2720 to connect those with specific needs to more exclusive digital society. Please tell us more about this Nokia 2720. Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, and really a pleasure to be here. So I think in celebration of our Global Accessibility Awareness Day, which was on the 20th of May, you know, Vodacom launched the Nokia 2720. It's a smartphone, of course, it's designed to provide greater access for senior citizens, people living with disabilities or less able, and those that have challenges with experience and communication barriers, if you like. So what, what the phone is, it's a 4G-enabled device. Uh, um, it's the first of its kind. It's a Nokia flip phone. So it's got a, a flip mechanism, if you like, uh, which creates easily more accessibility for someone with more specific needs. The features include a 2.8 inch internal display and a 1.3 inch external screen. It's got bigger buttons and font for simplicity and ease of use. 
A couple of the other things that make it quite interesting is that the device offers a 30-day battery life and up to 11 hours of talk time. So that, that's quite good so that you don't have to recharge it uh, mm. frequently. And then also the phone comes with pre-installed uh, apps like WhatsApp, Facebook, etc., as well as speech software recognition. So through Google Assistant, um, it allows users to make calls or ask questions and get directions through Google Maps just using their voice only, which makes it really, really interesting. Right? Mm. George, I just wanted to find out, is this device exclusively available at Vodacom and uh, can't you get it anywhere else? And uh, in terms of the network operator, is it only Vodacom? Correct. It's exclusive to Vodacom. Well, we've tied up that deal to ensure that we do have some differentiation. Part of our strategy is to always try and lead and innovate and so on. So it's exclusive to Vodacom for now. Um, you know, it retails obviously from a prepaid perspective. You could buy that in store for roughly one five four nine, so very very affordable. And it can also be done on contract. Um, and if it's done on contract, there's also packaged other services like, um, example, you could have the Hero Assist and Medical Assist offer, which is exclusive mm. emergency services for roadside assistance. Uh, security in the event of a home invasion or any other unexpected medical medical emergencies. This could also be opted in if you take uh, contract packages. Uh, By the way, the device has um, a built-in capability, which is an emergency button that automatically sends an SMS to five of your pre-installed contacts. So you select who the five contacts are that you would like to be communicated Mm. with in the event of an emergency. Um, And that's free of charge, of course. Great stuff, George. So what does it mean to include people with specific needs to a more inclusive digital society for Vodacom? Well, you know, to be brutally honest, we are very much an organization that's for diversity and inclusion. And that's in every sense. The obvious are gender, race, language, all sorts of things. But we're taking it a step beyond and saying, you know, we derive profits from all sorts of communities and we really want to leave the planet in a better place. We want inclusive for all people. And, and that's in every aspect. So connectivity, financial inclusivity, et cetera, et cetera. So disabilities are in various formats or less able people or differently able people, right? And it can be visually impaired. It could be somebody that's hearing impaired uh, and all sorts of different disabilities. So we want to try and ensure that with the power of technology and the human spirit, we can really unlock very simple and basic capability that just enhances someone's life and caters for their very specific needs. That's really it in a nutshell. You know what, George, you've mentioned uh, so much uh, how special this phone is. You spoke about the ICE, the, the Vodacom's Hero Assist and Medical Assist. So how much does this uh, you know, device retail for? I heard that you spoke about uh, a contract one, but then... In terms of cash, how much does it retail for? Yeah, thanks very much. And as I said, uh, you can get it on the contract on various packages. But equally, if you just want to buy it straight up cash in one of our outlets uh, or packages with a prepaid starter pack, if you like, that's 1,549 Rand. Uh, so quite an affordable phone. If you think of that kind of pricing with these features, 4G enabled and capability, I think it's really, really um, a great product. George, just to wrap up this interview, any message that you love to share with the listeners out there in terms of, you know, Vodacom's future plans? Yeah, so, um, and thank you for that opportunity. So for more than two decades, we've been addressing the needs of a much more inclusive society by uh, allowing technology to provide products and services that are accessible to everybody, right? So by expanding this portfolio with, with Nokia in particular, uh, we really want to make sure that there's a device equipped with all these features that really make 
specific communication needs of elderly and those living with uh, less able abilities, et cetera, to take advantage of it. We really want to make sure that we're building a better future and leaving the planet in a better place. And technology is unlocking that. So we want to make sure that through the human spirit and the technology capability, we will be going further together. And that's really what we're trying to deliver. George, thank you so much for the opportunity. And, you know, hoping to talk to you again in the near future in terms of Vodacom's new projects. Thank you so much. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you for having me. That was George Mendes, Chief Officer of Vodacom Consumer Business, speaking to Basaka Makafula on the newly launched Nokia 2720 smartphone designed to provide greater access for senior citizens, people living with disabilities and those who experience other communication barriers. This is Live Well, where we take a closer look at how to achieve healthy, holistic African living. Join me, Palisa Tau, on this journey as we discuss various illnesses and diseases, find new ways to keep ourselves fit, as well as hear some inspirational health stories from around the continent. All this on Live Well, Mondays, 10 a.m. CAT, right here on Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. Have you ever asked yourself, what on earth am I here for? When God placed his image in us, he placed a sense of eternity within us. What is my purpose in life? I was made for greatness. I just don't know what it is yet, but I was made for greatness. Life by Design explores the journey of people from around the continent who live a life of purpose. They share their experience on how they discovered what they were meant to do. Join me, Amanda Machaga, every Monday at 8.05 Central African Time for your weekly dose of Monday Motivation. Only on Channel Africa, the African perspective. Life by design. Be the update of your life. The tech sector in South Africa has unmatched potential to help pull South Africa into a new future of economic growth and recovery. The last year has hit the global economic stage like a punch in the gut, and the already fragile economy was not ready for this. Fast forward a year and a half later, the economic recovery is now at the top of the national agenda. The desperate need for businesses to address efficiencies and costs Cost optimization has accelerated the need to become a digital enterprise. As the entire world feels the same crunch, although to a different degree, the tech industry in South Africa is primed to do more than its part for economic recovery. To hear more on what power does the tech industry have in South Africa to help the economy recover, here's Chad Baker, Managing Director of Altrin Systems Integration, speaking to Basak. Chad, a very warm welcome to the show Science Tech Africa on Channel Africa from the African perspective. Yeah, thank you so much for, for the opportunity to, to share. Great stuff, Chad. Chad, uh, basically today we'll be, you know, looking at, you know, investing in South African tech to help grow the economy. What power does the tech industry in South Africa have to help the economy recover? So I think if you just, you know, if you have a look at the, the tech industry, it's, and it varies obviously depending on, on, on the cycles, but we run at about, at a spend, it's about 3% of GDP. So it's quite a substantial amount of money that's spent on an annual basis. 
I think as a as a as a organization and as a a group, um, I think it has a, it has a substantial opportunity to create employment. I think that's one of the key uh, um, differentiators. Um, uh, education, so training and building that skill set for the future, um, and making a difference in our in our own economy from helping companies, you know, transition and transform. Uh, to make themselves more competitive, not only in South Africa, but on the global market. So I do believe it has a, a, it can play a big role. So does the industry do enough to grow local skills and, you know, higher local skills also? I do believe there's opportunity and a willingness there from both our customers and from organizations to invest more. But I think for that to happen, we need to, we need to also look at uh organizations directing their spend to more South African local entities. So almost give an advantage to our to our customers to spend with local suppliers rather than international suppliers. So this is something where I think industry, government and the ICT sector can look at different mechanisms. So do they do enough? Um, my view is we could do a lot more. Um, mm. My view is we can we can uplift a lot more. It has to also come from uh, you know an incentive and also directive or spend towards that industry. Chad, what are some of the biggest challenges to growing the local tech industry in South Africa? And is the tech skills gap shrinking? Yeah, and I think it's 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 a, it's a cyclic thing. So as industry moves and that adoption uh, is required locally. We are always a little bit behind the curve as a, as, a, as a market. So, you know, every if you look at every three to five years, different requirement as the as the market moves and technology changes. And you know, if we're investing uh, earlier, we can can bridge that gap. But unfortunately, um, we we don't uh, invest early enough, and then we end up with this burst of skills in a certain call it skill set or couple of skill sets that are required and then that causes challenges. And with the international companies, you know, growing and they getting those trends and, 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 and uh, uh, let's call it knowledge earlier, you know, they will start looking for those skills a lot sooner than sometimes the, the local organization. So, you know, I do believe we, we definitely have to be a lot more focused on bringing People straight out of varsity, straight out of you know school, and bringing them on in, in, as in internships and developing them in the areas that our customers are demanding us to service. And that way, I think we'll bridge the gap a lot better in the future. So, is there any aspect of the South African tech industry to help South Africa's economy recover that we haven't recovered? Yes, I think, um, and this is this is a view of when you you talk to government, you talk to our customers. You know, COVID. The joke goes, COVID is the is the is the is the digital officer that forced everyone to to go digital. So it wasn't by an you know by a profession. It was COVID that that drew mm. change very quickly. So the tech industry really, as as an organisation, you engage with customers and government. It really is a race on how do we drive that digitization in the organizations uh, and, and the services that they bring. So that transformation journey is real um, with our customers. And because of that very, very steep curve of adoption, it has put a lot of pressure on skills. So 
We are under huge pressure as a country uh, finding those skills um, and developing them and having enough time to develop the skills. So, you know, it's going to be still very tough as we progress through the next few years to keep skills invested in, in our country um, to help uplift our own economy. Um, and then that will also allow us to offer our services abroad. As you know, English speaking, our, our time zones are very good if you look at the European uh, markets. And I do believe there's an opportunity not only for South Africa, but for us also take our skills and services abroad. Chad, any message that you love to share with the listener, you guys, as Altron in you know providing innovative solutions in the fintech, health tech, safety and security on the society by addressing challenges facing uh, communities in South Africa? Yes, I think just as Altron, part of our values uh, and as an organization in the whole is we're really very, very focused in, in driving upliftment and enablement. You know, as an organization of one of many uh, operations in Ultron Group, you know, we, we as, a, as, a, as an entity bring on anything from 40 to 70 students uh, every year into our business through our programs to make sure that we can train them, educate them, advance their skills, and then make sure that they either onboarded or actually have an opportunity to go work for our customers. Um, and each of our operations in Ultron Group does various different activities such as that. So as a group, we're very invested in our, in our local market and our upliftment. And, uh, you know, we are having the, 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 the agenda of how do, we, how do we work with our customers to make sure that the spend and the ICT spend is rather localized. And it doesn't always have to be with Ultron, but just localized that many more companies like us can continue to invest in our youth. Um, to make sure that uh, in the in the long term we have a society that's well trained and we're lifting our, our local market and our local uh, economy, so very focused in that regard. And uh, we do believe we have the capability to compete on any market. So you know we challenge our customers to to test us as Ultron and test various organisations in South Africa through their ability to allow us uh, and work with us will allow us to do more in, in today's uh, society. So, you know, I think that's the message I'd like to leave. Chad, thank you so much for your time. Hoping to talk to you in the near future. Yeah, thank you for your time and thank you for the opportunity. We really appreciate it. That was Chad Baker, Managing Director of Altrin Systems Integration, speaking there to the producer of Science Tech Africa, Pasega Makafola. to find meaning from the ancient cosmic knowledge and meta science its connection with the knowledge capital shaping the african mind we explore the uncharted african brain from the dagon people to the zulus from the maasai to the yoruba people join sir max a knowledge premiere Every Friday, 8 a.m. Central African Time, as he trots the continent to assemble Africa's top minds, from political to corporate and spiritual leaders, from scholars to rebels, from cutting-edge literature to disruptors. 
from scientists to athletes. Masterclass Africa is about leadership, indigenous wisdom dissemination, and consciousness that must drive the agenda of the African continent and the diaspora. Masterclass Africa, a show not to be missed, only on Channel Africa Radio. Have you ever asked yourself, what on earth am I here for? When God placed his image in us, he placed a sense of eternity within us. What is my purpose in life? I was made for greatness. I just don't know what it is yet, but I was made for greatness. Life by Design explores the journey of people from around the continent who live a life of purpose. They share their experience on how they discovered what they were meant to do. Join me, Amanda Machaga, every Monday at 8.05 Central African Time for your weekly dose of Monday Motivation only on Channel Africa, the African Perspective. Life by Design. Be the architect of your life. The world's fastest payment provider, Abella App, has been supporting thousands of unbanked South Africans register without dozens of typical hurdles. The fintech startup hatching during the COVID-19 lockdowns is now on the mission to challenge the status quo and is paving the way for millions of South Africans to be part of smarter and faster banking. Abella App is a mobile money startup bringing change to a dire banking sector where people People can digitally send, receive, use and save money all in one space. To share more on what Abella app entails, we have co-founder Tom David speaking to Paseka Makafola. A very warm welcome to the show Science Tech Africa here on Channel Africa from the African perspective. Oh, thanks very much, Paseka. Thanks for having me. Tom, Abela has been supporting thousands of unbanked South Africans register without dozens of typical hurdles. What kind of people and businesses have been using your services so far? We have a, a large uh, group of diaspora customers, um, people who really struggle to get access to bank accounts or, or a safe place to store their money. Um, you'd be really surprised about the stories you hear from uh, kind of, uh, people that are interacting with our company, but struggle to get a bank account and have to, you know, borrow a bank account from a friend and get charged the super high prices for that service. Um, also, people living in remote areas who don't necessarily have uh, very easy access to a, a, a bank or, or a place that they can go in and um, speak to someone. So, yeah, we found that we just really, it's uh, kind of those hurdles, the typical hurdles of getting around, having you know, a proof of address, having your ID document the, in the time of trying to sign up or, or get registered, etc. Um, we just try to mitigate those hurdles as much as possible and really make it as easy as possible for people to get this um, safe place to store their money. Tom, can you just share with the listeners what's wrong with South Africa's current banking scene? Isabella, a solution? And how are you setting yourself apart from similar services? Sure. So, uh, I mean, it's a good question. I think South Africa's uh, banking infrastructure is uh, traditional and it's, and it's been working for a very long time. And what sets us apart is uh, what we think sets us apart. It's just been the easiest and most interoperable. Like I said, we, uh, we open up our platform to anyone who has a cell phone um, and 
of course, then the services we offer our customers, just who have that cell phone number, uh, really differentiate us from the other solutions in the rest of the market. And uh, by a long way, uh, set us apart from the traditional banks in South Africa. Tom, this month we are celebrating Youth Month. And how is Isabella supporting young people to bank in a smarter way? So, I mean, I think it's clear that the youth are obviously driving today's digital transformation. Abella, by design, is kind of uh, riding this wave um, of this digital shift. Um, And so we are putting like the autonomy um, back into the hands of our customers and providing them with access to digital financial services for the very first time. And we think that kind of the youth are the ones who are going to make the most use of our platform and um, by making the most use of it, get the most out. Abella seems to have come a long way in a short space of time. What's next on the agenda for your team? Well, the next move is really just to kind of use this new agreement that we have with the Ked Bank to um, just bring to bring the services that our customers want to them and really focus on those services and, and make sure that we kind of put them to the customer efficiently and um and yeah, just uh, and smart it and get them to get people to understand it and use it. Um, we see, uh, you know, just kind of from speaking to our customers, we see like a need for kind of consumable um, uh, actual financial services, whether that be insurance or savings. And we've got some interesting ideas on, on how to, um, yeah, on how to just deliver that to our customers in a way that uh, will work for them, as opposed to kind of. Um, set the rules ourselves. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the next move, and uh, we're just really excited to continue serving the base and and continue trying to be as helpful as possible in this kind of uh, digitally digitally changing environment. That was Tom David, co-founder of Abella App, that has been supporting thousands of unbanked South Africans register without dozens of typical hurdles. I want to have a global career, you know, starting with Africa. Hi, this is X-Bandrini, Mr. Bang, 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 Mr. Wasting My Time, Mr. Ghetto. And you're listening to Channel Africa from an African perspective. It's about the people. In as much as we are one continent, but, but I think realities in the respective countries are different. The IIFs represent a major drain in capital revenues in Africa. Because without the political will, no major efforts can be made. Please rate Africa's confidence in China. Are our people in safe hands? Nigeria, like other African countries, have been in bed for lack of a better word with Chinese. Jurisdiction and, and framework to what extent? African governments, African states are increasingly selling their populations. We have a very high appetite for foreign leaders. You and me make Make Africa, Africa. and And we have have a job job to do. African Insights, the show that constructively assesses all issues, infrastructure and development across the African continent. Join me, Derek Mazarura, every Wednesday morning at 8.05 CAT. Together, let's find solutions for Africa. Channel Africa, the African Perspective.
In today's program, we looked at the South African Revenue Service on ways to handle tax compliance for cryptocurrency. Then we looked at Vodacom that recently launched a new Nokia to connect those with specific needs to a more inclusive digital society. We also looked at what power does to the tech industry in South Africa on how to assist the economy recover. Lastly, we looked at Abella App, a mobile money startup bringing change to a dire banking sector. Stay tuned to Channel Africa, the African perspective. Please like our Facebook page, Channel Africa, and do follow us on Twitter at ScienceTech underscore one. Engage with us and do comment on the program. That's all the time we have on the show. Should you have any comments on the program, email the producer info at channelafrica.co.za or like our page on Facebook, Channel Africa. And our Twitter handle is sciencetech underscore one. Comment on the show and remember, we also on Southern Africa DSTV, Audio Bouquet, Channel 802. Stream us live on Channel Stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. Do drop us messages on WhatsApp on plus 27763033327. Thanks for joining us and thanks to the Science Tech Africa producer, Paseka Makafola. I am Nombui Selo Tango and stay tuned to Channel Africa from the African perspective. Until next week, goodbye. <laughs>